welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I'm putting the tinsel where it belongs, in the Christmas box, not the party box. Emma. And I'm just here to tell Kush, you do it again! Connor, so what we got coming up this week, Emma? We have your usual roundup, slapping Dan, hero of the week and favourite scene. But first... Here's the brand new jingle for the new year. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! My boy, Shirley. me, Mr. Butcher. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else. One minute we'll be looking at each other. The next, rubbing each other's clothes off. Mother always said I could be a star. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. So we hope you all loved our new jingle. We thought we'd go for some of our favourite quotes that you hear every week from us. Yeah, I felt like this year was kind of like an evolution of what me and Emma normally do for our jingles. It's like, well, New Year, and it was a a bit of a bad year last year. So New Year, we're going to start with a bang with some of our favourite bits from last year. And that's, that's how it came to be. Yeah, normally we go with like your quite obvious favourite quotes, like EastEnders style, but um, we thought, you know what, let's change it up a bit. What do we love and say all the time? And let's get that in there. Let's get this to be the most E20 thing that only us E20ers would understand. Exactly, Emma. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. We're like a special club. (laughs) or a cult (laughs) or one of those (laughs) and remember my cult followers the end of the world is nigh but we can all enjoy EastEnders so on with the show to be fair I thought you were going to say this is a link to my only fan (laughs) (laughs) no um I've had a bit of drama with that because oh. this Irish man basically turned up right the other day and he just went, I've seen the videos uh, and I'm not impressed. And neither is Frank. Again? Yeah, honestly, he's relentless. This time he came through my window. What's their problem with you and your videos? I don't know, Emma. They're just controversial, I suppose. I controversial. Think, I think they're tastefully done, but each to their Thank own. You. Thank you. Who would have known that I could make a jam roll up a hole look so beautiful? so we just want to say a massive thank you to everyone we put out like three episodes last week so we hope you're all caught up yeah hope you enjoyed them so the first of our specials that we put out was for our lovely dame barbara windsor and we just want to say a massive thank you for all the love on that and we had to we had to do a big tribute to the queen of the queen vic I mean, she's old East End, really stand proper. She is like our gran. She's like our gran. Like, me and Emma are obsessed with Peggy and Pat. Like, they are us. <laughs> like, they are <laughs> me and her. We are going to be Peggy and Pat when we're their age. And when we're 57. When we're 57, Emma. No, uh, 57's everyone else. Oh, I thought it was me nan. Your nan and everyone else. Right. But remember, it'll never be us. Because we'll always be 16. We'll always be 16. <laughs> Or E20. <laughs> <laughs> never too old, never too E20. Never too E20. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Peggy will always be our landlady and uh, we would we just love doing that episode. We love talking about Peggy and I mean, Dame Barbara was an absolute legend. 
she was. She was iconic. And I have to say, thoroughly enjoyed not only playing the games, but creating <laughs> creating that guess who went was just <laughs> multiple different Peggy's. <laughs> we love I a game so of guess pleased. who, don't we? Right, we do love a game of guess who. Do. And we also want to say a big thank you to everyone who messaged us about the Chantelle and Grey episode. We're obviously not going to disclose any messages or anything. We just want to say a big thank you for yeah. all the support on that. We've had a lot of messages of support and we appreciate that. It took a lot longer than we anticipated, but we did want to handle it with lots of care. And I'm, I'm hoping that you heard that when you listened to it. And we want to handle it sensitively. So, yeah, just a big thank you for all the support on that. Um, yeah, that was like massive thank you. Yeah, so we're hoping that the, the factories have all shared it so many times that people out there will listen and hopefully get the support that they need. So if you do know anyone, just in case you haven't seen it, I've added my full documentary onto the tweet uh, about the podcast. And you can go on there and you can listen to all the charities, all the episodes, and you can also find it in the bio on uh, your favourite podcast site that you get our podcast on. So now we're going to start with today's roundup and we're hoping we can obviously lockdown's getting to everyone now and we're hoping we can make you laugh today and put a smile on your face and have some escapism hello is it me you're looking for arthur's got the phone (laughs) he's calling home I want to do it like, um, <laughs> you know how he, he gets to the phone, he goes, hello. Because <laughs> that's like, what? That is literally, I felt like either that or I was going to do an Adele, hello from the other side. <laughs> Who, how clever is that kid? He was able to not only unlock that phone, but also dial Stacey. I know because it, did you see the phone it was as well? It was like one that Dermot from Redwater would use. A really, yeah, really like old Ferner. phone. I was like, no chance would Arthur manage to understand how to phone Stacey off that. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, how is that kid like that clever? It's not like your normal iPhone where you can just accidentally maybe sit on it and, you know, ring someone. This yeah. is like a very old phone. But it's also like Stacey's under S. Yeah. See, we'll be quite far down, I imagine. Unless Kush has not got anyone other than Stacey on that that phone. Like, I mean... And it also... I mean, I know it's like a, a child, and but it's not like stupid. Like, I do get that. But what child would be like, Stacey, definitely me ma'am. You know, on a phone, they would be thinking... They would be looking for ma'am, wouldn't they, at his yeah. age? But yes... Apparently, he's a flipping whiz kid, isn't he? He's like one of those really intelligent kids who like writes a novel by the age of five. Yeah, like he's in, what is it, Mensa? Yes. That, that's our offer. <laughs> next, you'll be out. You'll be the next Greta Thunberg or whatever her name was. <laughs> Saving the world. Well, not really, because he's going on a plane. And if you're oh, going to save the world, you want to keep down those air miles. Yeah, get those emissions down. <laughs> Emma Sonic, see, are you are you really Greta? <laughs> Imagine Emma just removes her mask. <laughs> it's Greta. She's like tricked all of her. She knew this was the way to speak to the young people. You say, well, phone and Stacey doesn't exactly help Kush's uh, case, does it? Because suddenly Stacey's like, Arthur, 
Arthur, where are you? <laughs> I'm going on a plane. <laughs> I love how chill he is about being kidnapped. He's like, going on a plane, ma'am. Bye. <laughs> I'm off on holiday. Ha ha. I'll call you from Dubai. If I can, you know, pull myself away from the beach. Because <laughs> I am a genius and I can't find your number and give you a call. Imagine if he's actually like an evil little genius and he's convinced his dad to kidnap him so that I can move away to somewhere nicer than Albert Square. <laughs> he's like, it's brilliant. Says, yeah, come on, dad, let's go to, let's go to Dubai. <laughs> Like, let's be honest, if you had the choice to go anywhere or Albert Square where murders <laughs> and kidnappings and all sorts happen, I would probably be off and pick somewhere else. So you could just get attacked constantly or cheated on whatever in Albert Square or anywhere else in the world. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like Arthur's well, Arthur's so smart. He's he's got mind maps and all sorts out. And yeah. he's went, right, yeah, actually. This isn't looking good in the future, but that, that looks pretty good. We'll go anywhere yeah, else. promising. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just love the fact that he phoned Stacey. Stacey's like clearly distraught. And Kush is just like, listen, if you phone the police, you'll never hear from me again. Kush, I don't think you understand how the police work, love. Because <laughs> actually, she certainly will if she calls the police. Because they'll stop you flying. <laughs> <laughs> also, when did Kush become this kind of guy who'll go, you'll never hear from me again. I am a criminal <laughs> mastermind. Also, you'll never hear from me again if you call the police. She's not going to hear from you anyway. You're <laughs> running away from the square with her son. You're hardly going to be sending like Christmas cards going, having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> me and Arthur just wanted to know if you were fancying escape this week. I know I kidnapped him, but you know. Sending postcards. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely day Still on the beach. Time. <laughs> Love the next part where um, Whitney decides, right, if all this has happened, there's one man for this job. It's one man. <laughs> one Emma. man. One man in the entire world who can help them. Don't go to the police. No, they do nothing. <laughs> nothing. They go to one man. And who's that man, Emma? That would be Grey. The pillar. The corrupt <laughs> pillar of this community i did love it though because stacy quite rightly said how will gray help <laughs> I, don't, I love it she's like could you imagine if they all just turned on her and were just like what do you mean like can you imagine if it was like that case like with like peter and how everyone hates him for not liking bobby <laughs> yeah. like imagine if it was the same where like everyone else is like gray's the best gray could do anything but if you don't think that if you question that there's something wrong with you can you imagine the order turn out and play? She's awake. She's awake, everyone! Get her! <laughs> it's a bit like that, though, because suddenly they were all like, well, he's going to help, and he's going to at least <laughs> tell us all of this information. You know, just give the police a call. They can go and look. They can stop him flying. <laughs> they could put his face out there and prevent him flying, unless he's going to, like, charter his own fl- flipping aeroplane and fly off. Like... <laughs> No, no, that's Arthur who's going to do that. Oh, Apparently, he'll do it with his mind. Yeah, currently. <laughs> he'll take them to Dubai. <laughs> he looks at the plane, he programs what he wants in, off the go. Yeah, and it just flies by itself. <laughs> yeah. Genius, that boy, genius. Genius. <laughs> and this is when Kat realises someone must be helping Kush. Because he's not a criminal mastermind. Exactly. He might be able to do threats down the phone, but he's no criminal mastermind. He's basically Martin. 
He's like, Martin, Martin Fowler couldn't pull this off. So you know that Kush can't. They are both just stall owners. Like, they're not this, like, whiz kids. He couldn't even put in a code. Do you remember that? When he was doing the heist, his only job was to remember the code. He couldn't even read the code. He couldn't even read it. <laughs> and then Whitney's like, well, who would want to hurt you like that? So Stacey naturally storms over and shouts at Ruby. And Ruby looking suspicious. Martin doesn't even defend Ruby. I love it. <laughs> he loved well, it. Well, he says, says this bit. Ruby wouldn't do that. <laughs> With all of that energy and effort. Just it. And Stacey continues to like say accuse her and he just doesn't say anything else. I'm like, right, okay, Martin. You know she's done something. <laughs> There's something in the back of your mind going, Martin, I love that. Ruby wouldn't do that. Ruby would do that. She's flipping crazy. You clearly don't know her. Exactly. This goes back to what I've been saying. They don't know each other. Ruby wouldn't do that. Of course she wouldn't. It's not like she she's done anything else criminal. Yeah, I mean... Our dad a little was bit a gangster. Of fraud. Our dad's a gangster. She battered Martin in the head with a fire extinguisher. Well, yeah. hadn't battered well, in yeah. the head with a fire extinguisher. But, you know, the same thing. Got Stacey attacked. Got Stacey attacked, yeah. Had some strange vendetta against Stacey before all of this even kicked off. I still don't understand it. <laughs> but no, Ruby would never want to hurt Stacey no, like that. Would never want to hurt Stacey. Never. I mean, who would kidnap kids ever? That's just sick. That's just sick, isn't it? Who would kidnap a child or orchestrate the kidnapping of one? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to redeem Ruby after this. <laughs> <laughs> but Martin goes away and with Stacy's words ringing in his head, you can see there's some doubt, can't you? You can see there's some yeah. doubt in him. And he gets really upset and starts crying, which Ruby is perplexed by. <laughs> Why are you totally crying, it. Martin? <laughs> I just don't get it because that's a, she's playing this such caring wife, isn't she? She's like yeah. looking at him like, why are you crying? Then has the audacity. Oh my God. She genuinely calls Kush to say, no one was meant to get hurt. Sorry. What did you think was going to happen, Ruby? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about this moment, Emma. I hope you're not worrying about what Stacey said. She always does this. Oh, yes. Whenever she doesn't get what she wants. And I'm like, I was like, uh, I think sorry. that's you, Ruby. You're crazy. She thinks she's Stacey or something. And that's she's, she does. she's talking what first person. Yes. I feel like she's like had a mental breakdown somewhere on the lights. She is talking about herself. She literally says Stacey always does this when she don't get her own way. No, Ruby. You're the one who hired a guy to beat up someone because you don't like them. You're the one who, when you were financially struggling, decided to commit a criminal act to get more money and then covered up the fact that that led to your boyfriend being smashed in the head. I'm sorry, who went off to go and get married because Stacey was back? Who lied about being pregnant because yes! Stacey has kids with Martin? Oh, that would be you. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just like, no one's meant to get hurt and Stacey always does this. Sorry, what universe are you on? I think she's she quantum leaps back and forth from two different universes. One where she's good and one where she's bad. Because literally, there's no other explanation. Because she's like, to crush, like you say, this was so wrong. I, I never meant for this to happen. Figured it out, Connor. You've just, you've just figured it out there. She's Have been I? to the world of Ash. Ah, it's Ash. 
That's why they she's infected her. Because hates her family, loves her family, hates her family, loves her family. And then infected Peter, loves his family, yeah. hates his family, loves his family, hates his family. Now it's Ruby. Well, we know that Peter likes to get around with the ladies. So oh, he's probably yeah. been with Ruby once or twice. So Ruby feeling guilty for obviously orchestrating the kidnapping of a small child. <laughs> uh, decides that she's, she's certainly got a conscience. She can't allow this to go any further. But she's not going to tell the truth either, though, and say that she helped. <laughs> or no, of course or not, even Emma. started this whole thing and orchestrated it at all. No, because, Emma, it would ruin what she's got planned. She wants Martin all to herself. And if she can't have Martin, she'll do anything to stop that from ruining it. <laughs> I mean, that sounds a bit like you will do anything to keep what you have. Do anything when you don't get your own way. Isn't that right, Ruby? <laughs> so she cancels Kush's funds and poor Kush with no other option decides he's going to sell everything he's selling everything up I mean there's not a lot that he has to sell since the whole gambling addiction no. kind, of, kind of ripped him off a bit there um, and he calls a friend not just a friend <laughs> a fairy godmother of all the people you would call wouldn't you call your mum or like someone else like I mean, you can't call Martin or Stacey, I suppose. <laughs> You're only friends. Hi, guys. Do you mind lending us, like, a couple of grand just so that I can see your kid? Also, Whitney has no money, so who... Why would you call her? Like, she's a bit strapped for cash herself, because she's a stall owner. You know, he's like, can you lend us some cash? Well, not 100 grand or whatever you hell you want. <laughs> she's like, you know, like, in her early 20s, like, and on a stall. Come on. <laughs> And she comes in and she's like, no, I'm not giving you money. <laughs> Why did he think Whitney was going to lose all of our morals and help him out and not take him home? Where she's, she's got loyalties towards Kat and Stacey and she also wants yeah. to help Arthur and Cush himself because Cush has clearly been in a bad way. You know, she's not going to go, yes, Cush, I'm going to let you head off to Dubai with <laughs> Arthur. My good friends, Kat and Stacey will just have to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> they gave me a home long time ago, but now, just like Ruby, I don't care about their friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care happen. about the past. <laughs> but my big question here: mm. she asks, like, why is he doing this? Who's involved? That kind of thing. Yes. At no point, Kush can do this. There's no. There's nothing stopping him saying Ruby. Because if I was Whitney in this situation, I would be like, why has he just picked Ruby out of thin air? Yeah. Because she's, yeah, yeah. she's not really loyal. She's got no loyalties, as we've said a hundred yeah, times, yeah, exactly. to Ruby. So like a name like that, you'd be like, oh, that's, you would maybe go that strange, but you wouldn't dismiss it. And then Stacy and Kat would definitely believe him, especially Stacy. She's already confronted her. So Martin's already got the seed of doubt as well. So if Kush just said that to Whitney and then Whitney passed on the information, I don't understand what's stopping him saying anything. Because Ruby just gives him like this one little look later on and he looks at her like he hates her and she looks like you're not going to say anything. But like mm. other than a bit of blackmail at the later date, I don't really understand the benefit. Exactly. What is the benefit of him keeping quiet? In fact, they might forgive him more if they think that he's been exploited 
you know, like that panic in him has been exploited. Because that is what Ruby did. She saw a desperate man, pushed harder on his, like, fears, and made him really worry that he was never going to see Arthur again, and then offered him a way out. That's exploitation. Just another another thing for our rep lister. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that Kush also says, well, you know, I did help you out with Leo. Kush, I think me and Emma remember that quite well. And instead of helping out, you made it worse. <laughs> you got in trouble, which then diminished Whitney's story. <laughs> Martin and Stacey unite just in time as well. Because Kush comes around the corner in a taxi. I mean, whenever I kidnap someone, I always just pull back up in a car, in a taxi. I'm like, just, just, yeah, just, just drive by and I'll just throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, who does that? Who kidnaps a person and then goes, just get a taxi home, eh? Yeah. Get a taxi home. I wonder if Ruby paid for that taxi fare. <laughs> you know, like, with some of the money that was left over. I love Kat's immediate reaction as well, where she just goes, <laughs> like, back handsome. And I love when she said that he basically made her choose between him and Stacey and she will choose Stacey every time. I was like, oh, Kat, this is why we love you. This is why you're our man. <laughs> so she's thrown Kush out. Kush has nowhere to stay. So before he does find somewhere, we head back over to see Ruby, who's been told by Martin to leave them all alone. They're going to be dealing with this. It's it's his and Stacey's issue. Yeah. She can just... It's family. Yeah, she just wants to head off to work. Um, so she's angry. Anyway, he he comes in. He says him and Stacy are gonna have a night with Arthur tonight because they've got him back and they just want to be keep him safe. And Ruby is just not happy about that. No, no, no. She's decided. No. She's decided. How about she has Arthur tonight, and her and Martin will have Arthur to to watch a film, but Stacy wouldn't be invited. Sorry, the boy's just been kidnapped and he's just... His parents want to spend the night with him and she's furious. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's something disturbingly wrong. There's something wrong up here neurologically with Ruby because she can't tell the difference between right, wrong, and she can't understand the reactions of people because, like... <laughs> Naturally, if your child has been kidnapped and you almost didn't see him, you as the mother and the father would want to be with him for at least that first night. Um, Ruby, none. Well, why don't you bring him around? Why would Stacy want to be separated from his son again? <laughs> Use your brain. Because then she even has a go at him going, oh, yes. your kids are your priority. <laughs> what? Oh, I forgot. She's still a loving mother, though. She still wants to be a mother. She hasn't got any family left. But your kids are your priority. She hates kids. She's got venom towards them. She's willfully kidnapped a child. She's orchestrated the kidnapping of a child. But, you know, it's Stacey who, who does this when she doesn't get what she wants. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. I did love her because then she was just like, fine, I'll just be popcorn for one. Gets home. And there's Kush. <laughs> don't worry rubes you're not gonna be on your own today because guess what you've got a launcher Ooh, and he's gonna blackmail you i mean i think this plan of ruby's has worked out perfectly 
Is it that funny how every time she tries something new, it always screws her harder the, the next time? Like, she orchestrated the whole Christmas thing, and then because she kicked up a fuss, Martin stayed longer with the Slayers. <laughs> <laughs> she done the insurance scam but it backfired when martin gets smashed over the head yes yeah, yeah. oh i love it i just love it. <laughs> martin's not happy he's fuming i mean what reason would ruby have for bringing his former friend and the kidnapper of her, his son into their home well i don't know martin maybe you should think a little i know <laughs> Like, come on! <laughs> she didn't even like Kush to begin with. No, she's been trying to keep Martin away from all of his actual friends. And suddenly <laughs> she's like, yes, Kush, who stole Arthur. Because that annoyed Stacey. Please stay with me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Does that not just answer Martin's original question? Where he's like, you wouldn't do anything like this, would you? Just to get the Stacey. Yeah. Yes. Yes, she would. The fact that yes, he even would. questioned her about it means he's suspicious. And he doesn't exactly. trust her. Exactly. That's, that's a pretty big statement to ask. Like, <laughs> did you kidnap did you my child? Did you kidnap your child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right, uh, how's the eggs and bacon there? Um, did you kidnap a kid yesterday? My kid. It's all right if you didn't. <laughs> it's like, did you have the last biscuit, is it? <laughs> did you kidnap my child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, did, did, you, did you kidnap my child? It's all right if you did. It's all right if you did. You know, I'm, not, I'm not judging. Just just asking. <laughs> like, how would you talk about that around the dinner table? Do you want some coffee? Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. And did you see my child? <laughs> so uh, Ruby suggests, uh, because Martin's obviously not happy, now she's found yeah. out Martin's not happy, that um, Kush just gets a hotel, to which he replies, does she always just throw money around to solve problems? Well, that's funny because Penny shouldn't have any money. I know, I love her. She's, we said it, the richest poor person ever. <laughs> <laughs> she is? Oh, I don't have seven million anymore. I have six. I know it is like that, isn't it? I used to have seven million. Now I have six million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. <gasps> it's such a shame. Oh. Literally, have uh, he got a bang on when he was like, "Do you just chuck money at things?" Yes, yes, she does. But don't worry, she's not a princess. Remember, that's what she said at Christmas. She's not a princess, Martin. I did love when she goes, when uh, sorry, when Kush says, "You can, you can convince Martin," and she goes, "Can I?" He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't even love me. And Kush is like, "Don't say that." Of course he does. And it's just like, does he? Long pause from Kush. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Once more with feeling, maybe, Kush? Because that wasn't convincing anyone. I'm sure he does. Oh, that's not really going to help a situation there, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He's never, maybe. T- he's never told maybe me, he does. but I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah, I'm not convinced by Kush, to say the very least. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's also been telling Martin to, like, let Kush stay and give him the benefit of the doubt. Bear in mind, you know, what happened. And um, yeah. By giving him, she means giving <laughs> the benefit her. of the Forgive me, Martin, for kidnapping your child. Forget everything that happened because this will backfire on me at some point. <laughs> Thank you. 
That is so true, isn't it? Forget everything. <laughs> Just forget I done anything, really. <laughs> Nothing happened. It was a dream. So Martin's out getting coffee and he bumps into Stacey who says that, well... She just wants. She's just thankful that Kush has got somewhere to stay. She didn't want him sleeping rough or anything. And Kush isn't the first person who's done something bad when desperate, and then looks at Martin and reminds him of 2019. Oh God, Emma, don't, don't upset yourselves. Don't I upset yourselves. I'm sorry. Can't go back to that place, that dark place. But I just need to bring it up. Um, it's not nothing to do with Martin anymore, don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. But it is to do with Martin. Okay. The scarf. Thoughts. Uh, I think what I said last week was accurate when I said that he's having a midlife crisis. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, why is he dressed like, what next? He's going to start skateboarding. <laughs> like, I just think that he's having like a midlife crisis. He's like, I'm, I'm getting too old. I want to travel. I want to get me hair braided. I want to play didgeridoo. I want to wear scarves. I want to wear, I want to have me hair, like that trendy Justin Bieber hair. It's midlife fashion. That's what that is. He's like, I'm going to look cooler if I'm wearing this scarf. Well, anyway, Stacey's words rang true in Martin. And she convinced him, she convinced him to forgive Kush. Which only adds fuel to Ruby's fire. She's absolutely furious. And then, my personal favourite moment of the entire week um, was where Martin goes over to Ruby's nightclub, whatever it is now, cafe, whatever. Um, Basement dungeon. God, (laughs) what it's going to become. He goes over to see her. And just like, I was saying that to you. I said those exact words to you. Well, then, Ruby, maybe you have reevaluate your life choices then and be like, maybe Martin doesn't love me. But no, instead, she keeps on, and this is a crazy person's mentality, she keeps on asking the exact same question. Well, Martin, do you love me? Do you love me like Stacey? You know he doesn't. That's why you're asking. So what answer mm-hmm. are you expecting him to give? He's never going to say yes. And then when he doesn't reply at all... <laughs> which is brilliant like this is a this is a stupid thing like she knows what the answer is why are you just putting yourself through this it's crazy this As is I what said, i mean you've both got your ideal lifestyles that you're looking for but you don't have any love there why would you want to be with someone who didn't love you it, uh-huh. so then because he won't answer if he loves her more than stacy mm. she decides to announce that she's pregnant i think martin's face said it all for everyone i don't think i need to even go into it so we we know that she's making that up because she said it to keep him yeah um so do we think she's gonna just continue to lie about it and try not to get caught but how's she gonna suddenly produce a child or theories is she gonna blackmail say kush and again stacy's been with kush so she'll love that um yeah Got a stink of Stacey on him. <laughs> then our other theory we had the other week was um, obviously Lucas, because what was that scene about? And then we've also thought she's always around Vinny. Vinny doesn't have a storyline. Yeah. I think any any of those three are possible. Maybe even Peter at this rate. Oh, gosh, I mean, yes. Been, he's been with 
almost all the square now. So um, we're not shaming anyone, Pierre, but you have. Um, so I definitely think she is most certainly going to continue to lie. She is going to lie and lie and lie and lie until she's found out. She's she's in too deep and she's also crazy. She thinks if she tells the truth, she'll lose Martin, which she will. But instead of telling him the truth and just ripping that band-aid off, she's just continuing on. She's just struggling to like keep keep her claws in him. Yeah, like is she suddenly gonna because now she said that, is she now whenever they do it like put the pins in so they're not effective and then but then we want the dates add up so surely you'll be like hang on <laughs> well i was wondering if martin's gonna get a vasectomy because if he gets a vasectomy to, to prevent ever having another child then if she was to fall pregnant after and the dates like you say don't add up yeah. he'll certainly know it wasn't his and I, honestly i think she'll sleep with like someone on the square I think most likely Kush at the minute. Mm-hmm. I think she will have him um, impregnate her because she's desperate for a child and she knows she can kind of leverage him a bit more. Maybe Vinny, because I think he works for her, he's young, and she could probably persuade him to sleep to sleep with her. I just think she's crazy. Callum's out for a run, listening to his music, and he bumps into Copper. Jack. Yes, no more is he the corrupt pillar of this community. No more, he's a proper copper. And he's here to help Callum by dobbing him in it. Yeah, because, you know, he can't ignore the situation. He's got to report it. He didn't want to throw Callum under a bus and Callum, when he went for help, certainly didn't want to be thrown under this bus. Mm. But Jack informs him, They've got a meeting with Thompson's boss and he's had to do it because he's a copper. Yeah, he's a copper. He's got to throw Callum under that bus. He's got to. He's mm-hmm. got to because he's a copper. That's what coppers do. Like, it's crazy, isn't it? And then I love, because five minutes later, right, Callum's obviously panicked, stressed to, to, to no ends from that because that's just ominous and scary to me. <laughs> Looming over you. Your whole life's about to be destroyed. Jack goes, sits down, chills, has a, has a big breakfast after destroying Callum's, you know, hopes and dreams. He's like, gonna have some brekkie have some brekkie treat myself to a, a full english and he's just sat there chilling and then he's like ah no actually i've got a really good idea tell you what cal let's team up i've called off that meeting with uh with the dodgy di's boss let's team up and let's take the di down together and jack proceeds to finish his big breakfast and leave callum to go meet the dodgy di by himself Oh, yeah, and he's like, so if you, you chat to him, then leave the rest to me. So Callum's left with him and, like, just making up lies to keep him there, thinking Jack's <laughs> going to appear at any moment. And then Jack just never appears. No, he's just chilling. He's still eating that big breakfast. <laughs> Kathy stood there going, come on, man, come on. It's like five o'clock. have <laughs> been eating that since 12. Well, it's true, though, because Denise walks in and he starts chatting to her. How long does it take him? Like, it's just got a congregation of people coming in and out. You all right, Jack? Yeah, I'm still on it. Still on it. Rumour has it, Jack is still eating that breakfast now. <laughs> it's just, just got to get them, them bits of bacon. It's just so tough, you know. Yeah. I think when he thinks he's finished it, 
it starts to appear again. It's like, what? It's <laughs> magic. It's magic. <laughs> or Kathy swaps his plates when he goes to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him again. Let's swap it around, <laughs> see if he knows. He's got to get a kick somehow. <laughs> She's bored of I lockdown. It. I love it because, it's like you say, Cal's just sat there going, uh, well, I've got some new information for you. I've got some new information. Could get Phil put away for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so the is like, okay, what is it? I can't tell you. <laughs> right, okay. So any evidence? Nah, not yet. Okay, well, I'm leaving now. And Cal's like, no, wait, wait. And then this is my favourite bit. The dodgy DI then turns and says, I don't need you anymore. You are your brother. I've got all the evidence I need. And he's got this little like USB drive. It's like you know the ones you used to get from school. Yes. And he's got like it all he's got it all on there. I still have mine, like, you know. Do you? Yeah. I think I had you somewhere. I found it the other week. Got all the evidence he needs, Emma, on this drive, right? I had all the evidence what I needed as well. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was empty. <laughs> Bit like his. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. What evidence does he have that's not going to be incriminating towards him? Oh, yes, we recorded this on a bug that I had placed in the, the car lot. Even in this conversation, he's going, well, do you have any evidence? Uh, what crime are we going to send him down for? He's interested in what Callum's saying. He obviously still needs more, or else he wouldn't he wouldn't be here to say that. So, feeling like his bluff is almost about to be called, he decides, that's it. He's going to do what he should have done a long time ago. He's going to go tell Phil and Ben, little mini Mitchell, exactly who they've got living under their roof. I don't know how well that's going to do. I don't think they're just going to let you in either. No. Like, imagine, uh, like, the knocks at your door. We won't knock, will he? Because oh, Phil's back door's always open. True, we just walk in through the back. But I'm not being funny. Would you believe the DI over Callum? Exactly. When the DI's always been after you. And he's very obsessed with Phil. <laughs> yeah, also, love that we don't get any closure on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there's no explanation why he hates Phil. <laughs> no. Because Cal chases after him. Callum's going after him as he's like, wait, please don't ruin my life. Jack magically drives up. He's finally finished that breakfast, Emma. <laughs> he drives up and he's like, hold on, Sonny Jim. Why was he driving around the square? Like, could he not walk? It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. He was having his breakfast at the cafe. And he just says... Do you know what? I'm a bit full after that. I'll drive. I'll drive. Drive back to to the square. <laughs> drive round the corner. Yeah, because did he have to go back home to get his car? That's what I was going like... to say. Because he walked to the cafe, you would have had to walk back home to drive. I just love. I just love that scene because he just he does just pull up. And he's like going my way. <laughs> you know, it's like one of them seasons where he's like, hold on. Don't go anywhere. He's like, just arrived at the nick of time, like on all those crime shows, like say signs. So they always drive or pull up right at the right oh, time. Oh, did. It's like when they always open the containers and stuff, or like they open the room, and there he is with the sunglasses on, ready <laughs> to take them. Say sign, man. That's what Jack's like. He's like, I was just waiting for Jack to take off his sunglasses. <laughs> we didn't. Just expect him to pull up, uh, come out of the car, and just go, looks like <laughs> it's not your. This dog's day. Wow! Well, 
she like, you know, one liner that doesn't really make sense. He just puts the glasses on and arrests the dodgy DI. Except it doesn't. Does he ever? No, so he tells Callum to go away, doesn't he? I, yeah, he sends him on his merry way. I've just remembered something that the DI says. Like earlier, he says um, something like, what do you think I done during my suspension? I've like stopped me being like linked to this. Like I've got rid of all the evidence that I was ever linked to it. How would he do that if he was suspended? Do they still let him <laughs> yeah. come in Just... and use the computer? Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're currently being investigated for corruption, <laughs> but of course, come on in. You go yes. delete those files. No yeah, problem. Exactly. It's a cow will be locked and everything. Like, there's no way. <laughs> so anyway, Callum goes off and uh, Jack's taking it from here. And, well, it isn't looking good for Steve, is it? No. I was like, e, who's Steve? I don't mean to. I'm like, who's Steve? And then I was like, oh, it's him. Hi, Thompson. <laughs> it's because I'm not used to no. the flipping the first names. We've just been calling him Dodgy D.I.? <laughs> that's my favourite nickname for him I know I'm devastated as well Emma because this country this country without dodgy DI is going to be in some serious serious issues who will be there to answer every call well, that's who the will thing. be there if you think about it parties? this week it was a short scene you might have missed it but Vinny did say that he was going to start DJing in people's homes. And now, <gasps> I've got no one to go to those. I loved how, like, proud Vinny was about just being a COVID spreader there. Uh-huh, He's like, yes. yeah, I'm going to be bringing DJing to the homes because that's what people want. No, people don't. That's why they go out. <laughs> if people wanted a party in their house, they would party in their house. They don't need some cheap DJ to come in and put on some music for them and if it's anything like you've done with ruby do you think you'll just walk into people's homes set up and just start i also love the idea that he thinks that no one else matters in the scenario just the people whose homes he goes into because they do have neighbors and they do have sound rights no one's going to be coming knocking now are they for any noise complaints so not without dodgy ti maybe he heard the news and that's why yeah he was like i'm gonna be overworked i best 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 call quits now, actually. Jack's right. Yeah, Jack's right. You know, but I mean, he did. He wanted to get those bent coppers off the streets, but you know, love that bent copper. <laughs> one less bent copper off the street. Coming you from are the most bent copper. <laughs> but you know, now he's going to take early retirement. He's going to get that boat that he always wanted. So they um, make a deal. Jack takes the evidence, and. They head off to Phil's. Yeah, they create the most ridiculous story I've ever heard other than, like, why didn't he just say the truth? Why didn't Callum just say, oh, yeah, I was being blackmailed, but Jack and me have now worked out a plan uh-huh. and we've got rid of him. That would have been fine. That would have been honest. Instead, Callum creates another lie that's going to come out as a lie eventually. It would make sense to just say, oh, so when I started in the police force, the DI who keeps, like, following you round, Phil... Uh, like literally obsessed with you Uh, (laughs) he started to blackmail me and I I didn't know what to do so I pretended to humor him but in in reality I needed help so I've went to Jack and we've worked together and we've managed to sort it and he won't be bothering me anymore perfect instead he creates this lie that him and Jack have been orchestrating this to take down that 
copper, the dodgy DI. Like, Callum, this is going to come out. But, poor Callum. As he's off at the pub, enjoying a pint with Ben, Jack is ominously threatening Phil that he'll use this evidence, all this evidence, which means no evidence. I but he'll use it anyway. I'm sorry, Jack cannot tell Phil he cannot see his own child. Yeah, it's crazy. Raymond is Phil's child. Jack has no relation to Raymond. He's not even with Denise at this current point when he's saying this because they get back together at a late, like a later episode. So he's going around saying, stay away from Raymond, stay away from Denise. That's Phil's biological child. Yeah, and he's not saying either. Well, don't worry, Emma, because this whole storyline ends on a lovely, happy note. Despite all the lying, despite all the, the terror of the DI, Ben has realised he loves Callum and he's going to marry that man. My favourite part of the week. Had to be watching Ian all week. Every scene, he seemed to get more and more grey. <laughs> like, the time he got to his party, he looked like a walking corpse. I love that everyone, like you say, he looks like a walking corpse and barely anyone. Just a handful of people have went, Ian, maybe you should go to the doctor's. Uh-huh. Barely anyone's actually said that to him. Or like, in fact, instead of just saying it, took him. Like, if I saw someone <laughs> stumbling around who's, like, a friend of the family or something, or, like, a friend, like, someone even in the street, if I saw someone stumbling around like that, ooh, looking like that, I wouldn't be like, oh, they'll be fine. I loved when, um, like you say, like, the first thing that Kathy says when she sees, sees him is, like, God, son, we should go to the doctor's. It's, Ian, you look terrible. Thanks. <laughs> That'll make him feel better, won't it? <laughs> and then, like, like you say, Sugi comes in, and I love this line from Suki, by the way, where she just goes, oh, God. That was like, my reaction when I yeah. saw him. I was like, oh. <laughs> Suki, once again, just slaying the lines. Like, oh, Ian, what's happened to you? I love how she even feels sorry for him. The woman who was like, I'm going to go for his jugular. Like, even she's like, oh, God. You look a bit rough, mate. Maybe you should go to the doctor's. Before Sharon gets Jean's tablets, what kind of tablets was she crushing up? Because it, <laughs> they seemed to, she seemed to run out of them and then wonder what to do. And then Phil could only get a certain amount. What what were they using? Yeah, that's what I was. I know you can only about. have. I know you get like your two paracetamol boxes, and that's your limit. Mm. But I don't understand why she was like horrified that she just ran out. Is, she, is this something to do with pill addiction? Is she not allowed to get a certain amount? Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe they're revisiting that. Oh, maybe. That might be it. I love the... I just love the fact that, like, this entire week, every, every scene was just, like, Sharon going, yeah, I'll get you a cuppa. <laughs> get you a cuppa. He never questions think, it, though. He's never like, oh, do I really... I don't fancy one, or... Why yeah, does she he's keep... always like, oh, thanks, Sharon. <laughs> like, he never goes, I wonder why... She just keeps coming down with one. I only had one a few minutes ago. <laughs> it's had like 12 cuppas in one minute. And every time like, he has one, he starts to feel more ill. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it because like, it's like, I've made you cuppa just how you like it. Two spoons of arsenic. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I mean and sugar. <laughs> sugar, sugar, yeah, sorry, sugar. <laughs> I love how Phil accused her because like, he nearly collapses and he's like, 
Sharon, have you lost your mind? Are you poisoning or something? What have you been doing? Slipping them arsenic? And like, she was just like, well, someone had to do something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but Sharon, it's no good kill them if you get caught as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you've got a child. Think about that. It's exactly what Phil was saying to her, like, Kathy's noticed, loads of people are noticing, but it's quite obvious that it's her. Yes, they're she's all, the only one around him. Only one around him, and they're all already pointing the finger that she might be doing something, and, he, and he's like, look, you'll go down for this. <laughs> yeah, I did love that also, by the if way. If they do a Sharon. blood test, surely if they did a blood test on him, they would find out that he's been poisoned. Yeah absolutely also if it is arsenic which i doubt it is because it's quite hard to get now but if it is arsenic <laughs> all right um, <laughs> what you've been doing like so i just mean because like <laughs> back like it, a long time ago like there used to be prolific cases of arsenic poisoning a little bit of weird facts for you but a lot of the poisoning that occurred in the uk was through arsenic because it was so easy to get but now it's not that easy to get it's like i think i think it's still in some like ant killer but anyway it's not a great choice sharon it's not a great choice because what does arsenic do? Comes out in your hair. Does yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, you can do, and it stays there for ages. Oh. Um, so, like, you know, if you die of arsenic poisoning, they could dig you up a while later and still find the traces of arsenic in your hair. Oh my yeah. god! Oh. Fun fact for you all. I learned that from watching a documentary about a poisoner. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love it because I'm just like, well. Maybe they'll think he did it to himself. Sharon, no one is going to think that he has gradually poisoned himself. <laughs> but then Phil has a change of heart, doesn't he? He does. I mean, it was wrong. Not trying to kill you. That was right. It was wrong to leave Sharon to try and kill Ian by himself. I just love the moral compass. <laughs> Phil admits he was part of this boat crash. We know him and Keanu were part of the boat crash. Now, I'm not saying Ian isn't to blame in any sort of way, because yes. he is. He, he locked Denny in a room. But he isn't solely to blame for what happened to Denny. He didn't go, hey, Phil, after I've locked Denny in there, if you just crashed that boat, that would be great. He didn't do that. <laughs> Ian doesn't have some sort of, like, psychic powers like that's so raven. Like, he didn't go, right, I'm going to lock him in here because that's going to happen. This could be a long game being played by Mrs. Watts. Ooh. What if, what if she's going after all of them? Imagine she just takes them out one by one. Ian first, then Phil, <laughs> then Keanu. <laughs> oh, what about if, the reason she really wants Phil to help her is because then if she gets rid of Ian, then Phil can be framed for it and then she's got you both of them. You are so right. Oh. That's it. That's why she's doing it. She's going to frame Phil so that she can kill two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. She did still blame him, I bet you. And let's be real, Phil's now even more in the frame since he gave her pills. Yeah. Because he must have gotten them from somewhere. That'll be a trail to him. <gasps> have we just cracked the code? I think we have, you know. I feel like that's actually a good theory. Well, I did love because like he, Phil's basically like, you're right. It was. I can't let this go. We're going to make him pay. Together. He has some pills, Sharon. <laughs> you go put them in his drink. <laughs> Together. <laughs> I can see what kind of partnership this is, Phil. You're going to be one of them silent partners, aren't you? Comes in and takes the credit. Well, he'll take the jail sentence. 
True. <laughs> Although we all know Ian's not going to die, so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how it goes after his break. Ian's going to be back on the square. And how's this all going to work out with Sharon? Like, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen there. Yeah, because he's always going to be walking free in her eyes, and he's always going to have those memories of being poisoned. <laughs> Slowly, it was when he turned up to the party, and he looked and he like he looked like a corpse. Every scene, he just looked more and more ill. So Kathy's looking into some legal advice. So obviously, because one person to call. exactly, he's the corrupt pillar of the community. We've said this. We've said this time, time again. It's the only man you can go to, isn't he? And well, Sharon overhears that <laughs> Kathy is looking for legal advice, and. Kathy says that no one believes their marriage. So naturally, in the middle of a COVID pandemic, um, why not throw a party to celebrate that marriage? Party means one thing. Sharon needs some help from Jean. She needs some tinsel. Why didn't she say? Jean had brought the party box down and everyone knows that the tinsel's in the Christmas box. Ah, silly Sharon. But is it tinsel you after Sharon? Doesn't look like it. Looks like you're not gonna unless... steal. It looks like you're gonna steal a few pills. Yeah, not unless tinsel comes in a little pill box now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've always done tinsel like this. They've branched out now from uh, just doing pills. This this company also does tinsel. I feel like Sharon is just kind of tunnel vision at the minute. She's just like kill Ian, kill Ian, kill Ian, avenge <laughs> Denny, avenge Denny. Like she doesn't really say much outside of that. The only brief moments we do get are like when she saved Ollie from drinking her poisoned cuppa. Like, you know, I, also, by the way, can I just touch upon that? I know, like, it was such a tiny moment that really it's not that relevant, but I just have to say this. When Ollie goes over to drink that coffee, like, Linda's, like, so chill about it. She's like, oh, he's fine. Linda, he's, like, four years old. You should not be drinking, like, black coffee. <laughs> Imagine that. What the heck, cigarettes? Oh, yeah, he's always he's always smoked. <laughs> he's always smoked as well. It's that Ricky, isn't it? It's that Ricky's it bad influence at that school. Bad influence. Next, next, God knows what will be coming, coming home with uh, Ollie. Got to check them bags. You know, there's a lot of drugs in that school. <laughs> we'll never forget that, will we? Yeah. <laughs> so, Ian walks in like a well, zombie. To... I was going to say walks, shum- shambles, <laughs> shambles in. <laughs> Goes in and talks about how he's got a cake because the groom of this wedding that this cake was meant to be going to died. Uh, oh, bit like you then, Ian. <laughs> I did laugh when Martin and Sonia were talking about Ian in the background. This was this was another good scene this week. This and Jean's party box had me howling. Um, <laughs> Sonia, he looks a lot better, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks he looks a lot better. And Martin's like, well, better hope no one starts a conga because I don't think you'll finish it. <laughs> and it was a lovely little reference. <laughs> To that time they all done the conga out the Vic and had a duff duff to that. Do you remember that? That was such a good scene. That was so weird. It was completely weird and random, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian does a speech, pulls out some wedding rings. It's true love for Ian. He loves Mrs. <clears throat> Beale. I mean, I can't even bring I myself can't. to really see. Like, I'm sorry, it's Watts or Mitchell. That's the only two I'll I can't accept. say. I can't say it. Nah. No. 
Kathy's furious. I mean, she's meant to look after Ian. She's his mother. <laughs> she knows that she is up to something. So, it's just a normal day on Albert Square. The sun is shining. Denise is out for a stroll. Oh, and yeah, and Lucas, her murderous ex-lover who kept her hostage, is following in her wake. Just another day then, I suppose. Just another day. So creepy. Like, also, can we just say, totally breaking his parole. Like, yes. totally breaking his parole. And then pretends that he isn't when he goes to <laughs> speak to the woman. Where she's like, you haven't been round to Walford, have you? Uh, no, not really. Well, you've been about three or four times, Lucas, in one week. So, yes. Yes, you have. And he's been here, Denise Lords. Yes. I love that Denise is so worried about Raymond, right? That, like, this is a really weird moment where, like, she goes, where's Raymond? And Patty's like, well, he's in the bathroom. And she's like, I better go check on him. No, Denise. <laughs> leave the boy in the bathroom for a bit. Oh, my you God. You don't need to rush in there. <laughs> and so Lucas is following Denise, breaking parole and all that. And Copper Jack is on his way to see Denise also with some flowers. He's found a way to keep Phil out of their lives. And, well, he wants them to be one big, crazy family. He wants her back. And Kim finds it all very anticlimactic. Well, Kim was just so frustrated watching it. And I think we all were. <laughs> I think Kim was us. Because we even said, we were like... And we still don't understand why they broke up. No. (laughs) (laughs) They were always together. Yeah, and they were were happily together. Like, it just didn't seem right. And then, like, (laughs) but he was like, I've got managed to find a way to keep Phil out of our lives. For how long, though? Because one day Raymond's going to be older. He will have access to certificate. Yeah, he'll know who his dad is. He'll go looking for his dad. And find him just a couple of doors down. Yeah. And then what will you do, Jack? Well, we'll face that bridge when we get to with Emma. Let's let's stick to the the now. Let's live in the now. Speaking of Phil, Patrick's having another day out with Phil and Raymond. They're off to the park this time because it's now daylight for this one. I, yeah, I did like that. I like that today it was like sunny rather than pitch black darkness in a park. That one was creepy. Why did he decide? I'm I'm glad they changed it and went for food. <laughs> I don't know why the yeah. park at night was a good idea. But anyway, this time, yes, in the daytime. And Patrick isn't feeling so good. So he sits down and Phil's like, oh, are you okay? And this is when Kim goes past. <gasps> she spotted them on their secret date. <laughs> I love the idea that actually Phil and like, Patty are just best friends secretly. <laughs> Shall we go hang out in secret? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it that um, Kim basically sees that and immediately presumes that Patty's been creating this crazy like web of lies rather than just yeah, going over like... and being like, why are you with Phil? Are you yeah. all right, Patty? Because like, he, he fell, like he kind of like collapsed into that seat. So wouldn't you presume... That Phil's that... just seen him or something and yeah, trying to help. Yeah, come over. <laughs> oh, that maybe when Patty went out that... Phil was also just happened to walk past. Yeah. She just automatically thought, criminal mastermind is our patty. Yeah. <laughs> well, she clearly knows the whole story because she goes home and tells Denise everything. <laughs> and so accurately as well. It is. It's crazy accurate. 
Has she been? I love it because has she actually been watching the every time they've met up and just been taking notes? I think so, yeah. so they spoke about this, you know, Denise. <laughs> I was listening. Do you remember like when like the August catalog used to have like loads of little spy gadgets that they would sell to kids? Do you remember that? Like <laughs> that's kind of what she's been doing. Is she should been buying loads of them? She's got one of them like listening devices. She's like listening in from a distance. See, I knew I'd get him. <laughs> Maybe she's got like a walkie-talkie and she's going to Denise when she's there. Denise, over. Denise, Denise, yes. So he's just said this, right? Over. Hello, Denise, over. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> you've seen the, you've seen the pictures, and you're not impressed. And neither is Frankie. <laughs> Some angry Irish man. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I know it's coming, she's laughing. <laughs> I just love when like. She, like, I feel like this Phil hysteria has got to end with Denise. I love her, but, like, the hysteria around Phil is, like, something else. She literally says this to Patrick as she's screaming at him. The one man I didn't want near my son. The one man. What about Lucas? <laughs> he's an actual murderer. And he's also stalking you around the square. You know what the it reminds one... me of? Gradzilla. Do you remember the time? Is... Sharon Gate. It's just like that. It's like that. Just like, board up the house. He's coming for him. <laughs> like, it is like that. Quickly, Kim, man the battlements. Prepare yourselves. Defend our school. <laughs> <laughs> just referencing uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Do your duty. <laughs> Fildemort. <laughs> yes, honestly. Is it not like that? Like, it's as if Phil's one of those big giants that comes crashing along the bridge. Like that's the level of fear that they have for him. So Denise, uh, she, she's done. She's sick. That's it. She's out. Patty's irritated her. Patty's done wrong. She's she's a bit upset that she's made an old man upset. Um, yeah. She tells Jack that, and well, Patrick's all alone. Gets a knock at the door. It's Lucas. Emma, before we get anywhere with this, I just have to make it clear. Lucas had no intention, no intention of coming back, coming to the square. <laughs> well, I think you failed. <laughs> oh, and remember, he um, he didn't go around at all. He, he knew Patrick had a stroke and he did phone an ambulance, but he didn't go around. Yeah. Of course he didn't. It was actually but if he did his magic that, powers that told if him. If he that. did go round and if he did go back to the square a few times, if he did, all of that might have been in God's plan for him. I right. don't think God's planned anything for you, Lucas, considering you've murdered two people and, you know, a dog and held another one hostage. Yeah, I don't think anything's getting planned for you, love. I love how he blames like God is like maybe this was all meant to happen. No. You killed those people yourself. I love how he's saying he's not breaking, breaking his parole, but he's went round to see Denise. Cause yeah, he has. He believes she got him beat up. Which also is irrelevant. Like, if you think she got you beaten up, what does it matter? You shouldn't be breaking your parole. That's just not in Denise's character to go and find someone to beat yeah, Lucas sorry, up. Like, yeah, Denise is suddenly a gangster. <laughs> like, yeah, did he get him, boys? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, Patrick 
Oh, this was so sad. Horrific, Anna. It was horrific. Patrick collapses and falls into the chair. He's having another stroke and it was just, oh my God, it was awful. It was horrific. And like, I feel like we we saw the the effect of the first stroke. Do you remember? I went on mm. for a very long time. Yeah. Quite a big stroke. So like to see him have another one, like immediately went, oh, mm-hmm. oh my God, because it could set him all the way back because he's took a long time to yeah. recover from it. And it was just devastating. I was surprised that Lucas did phone an ambulance. I, I was. was. I thought he had that moment where he was going to, but then he was he would not. Yeah. But then when he came to the next episode and he did, I was like, thank God. Denise gets a call from Chelsea. And how would Chelsea know what's happened? No one's told her. Unless it has Denise suspected. Lucas called because she was saying to Kim, that Patrick was trying to say Lucas's name when she was asking who was there. Lucas wants to see Denise, doesn't he? And she goes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How can you have such hatred and fear of Phil being involved in Raymond's life, but toddle off to see your murderous ex who kept you captive for months? He would have blown up uh, an artery. Yeah, I'll see. <laughs> so Chelsea's like, I know it must be hard seeing Yeah, I love that. You couldn't possibly know. You couldn't possibly know because you wouldn't have accepted him then. Like, you couldn't possibly know how Denise feels. Because he felt like she did. It's like he's done something really minor. It must be hard seeing him, but it'll be all right when we get in there. Oh, be fine. Yeah, be all right. You'll be all right, ma'am. Stop being such a drama queen. He murdered a few people. And Denise then decides to remind... Chelsea have a little bedtime story she used to read about a wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, it's better than little old lady who sells her grandson, I suppose, but yeah. I don't know. They're both pretty good. True, true. I don't know. Which one would you pay 100 grand for? In fact, if we're paying that much money, I'll go for Best Friend Steals, Ex-Friend's Husband. That's a really good story. I do like that, and I do like the follow-up, which is... The best friend who stole the friend's husband fakes pregnancy. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good sequel. It yeah. is. I mean, they're, they're gripping. I just love that Denise literally has come around and Chelsea's like, come on in, just sit and talk to him. Well, firstly, your dad shouldn't be talking to Denise since it's against his parole. Secondly, um, he threatened to murder your sister. Do you remember that? I do. I do. I remember when he held you all hostage and said that if anyone called anyone or, or went outside, it would kill Libby. Who then is, like, friendly with their dad after that? <laughs> I love when they're all sat around the table and he's saying <laughs> that he wouldn't he wouldn't have went to the house because it would break his parole. And she's saying, I'll call the police, you'll be in cuffs. And I'm thinking, probably not, though, because they've let a serial killer <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm going. So the fact he's just went out for the day probably won't bother them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on in the, the government and the police force in Wolfhard's universe. Like, there's something wrong there if they're letting the man who's murdered multiple people out of jail. And he says that, well, yes, actually, I was at the house. I've just been lying to you. Yeah. And <laughs> that it was Patty that got Phil and his pals to beat him up and... Denise just does not believe that at all. And, well, she's right. Because it wasn't. It was exactly what we suspected. We were right about something uh, else. 
We were. We were right. We said the focus was on Chelsea, not on Lucas. They wanted her to watch as they beat Lucas up. That's what we said. And it had something to do with her, not him. We were right. She has gone all gangster. And not only that, well, she's got a little job in mind for her dear old dad. God knows what that is. It sounded very ominous. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ruby's called her and went, uh, right, got a few people you need. <laughs> I genuinely wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, next step, really, isn't it? Favourite scene of the week. Our favourite scene this week had to be when Sharon went to see Jean for some tinsel and she went, tinsel, why didn't you say said the Christmas box. Everyone knows that. It's not in the party box, Sharon. Goodness me, you should know that by now. I know, come on, Sharon. That's just logic. Favourite scene of the week. It's time for this week's Slapping Dan. And it goes to Ruby. Well, I mean, this needs no explaining this week, I feel. She's a child abductor. Um, she pressured a man who was clearly at the end of his tether, who she had also led there because she had made him lose almost everything that then led him into a life of crime that then she pressured even further so that she could motivate him to steal his own child. Like, that's crazy. And for that reason, she's getting a flip and slapping down. It's time for Hero of the Week and we have two heroes this week. I think you will all be a bit surprised. It's Martin and Stacy. To explain this, <laughs> we found that Martin turned a corner a bit this week. That he was there for his kids when they needed him. He was there for the mother of his child when she needed them. And he was really there to support Stacey whilst Kush had kidnapped their child and was doing everything he could to try and get their child back. And I just think him and Stacey also, like, both forgiven Kush, even though he kidnapped their son. Like, I just think it's all, like, worthy of hero- heroism this week. As Martin and Stacey are our heroes of the week, we will be rating out of Macy's. Oh, yay! <laughs> and we are giving this week 4.5 Macy's. Wow, 4.5. I mean, let's let's just be real. This week was good. Mm-hmm. This was a good week, considering we're coming off the back of such big stories mm-hmm. in Christmas New Year. Like, this week had some hilarious moments with, like, you know, um, almost everyone involved this week had some some really good comedic moments, but there was also really good drama. The whole Kush uh, stealing Mm. his child, the desperation in it, it was very tense, it was very dramatic. The humour and stuff that was then woven into that with like Stacey and things like that and the other Slaters, like really good. And then we got the, like the best, I think, portrayal of Denise and Lucas's drama this week so far. Like that was like, really eerie, really scary. And 
really, you you didn't know what he was going to do when Patty had a stroke. It really had your grip there. I liked it because there was loads of different families involved this week and there was a lot of different storylines still coming off the back of New Year and Christmas. So you were getting them, uh, not ending obviously, but continuing um, or progressing. And I like that. I like that there was all the different things going on. They were all really good storylines, like the Sharon and Ian stuff. Like, that's just something else, isn't it? Yeah, it's gold. It's, <laughs> it's gold, just gold. And um, the Kush kidnapping Arthur storyline and Ruby's lies and like how they're spiraling out of control it is really interesting. It was, and you know, also, like, it's really funny because it's, like, obviously a terrible subject and it's very scary and stuff in one respect, but in the other, it's kind of, like, comedic, slapsticky almost, how, like, all of her lies keep going wrong. Like, yeah. she's, like, she's desperately trying to, like, get rid of Stacey and they always keep backfiring on her. Like, it's really, really funny and interesting to watch. And I also like the fact that they brought Son and a bit of the COVID reality back into this week and just reminded us all at home how important it is to look after the NHS and everything and and just be grateful for everything that we've got. This week's episode is sponsored by Kathy's All Day All You Can Eat Breakfast. Is one breakfast not enough? Perhaps you just like to take your time or maybe you're waiting around for an old colleague to come by. Well, come to Kathy's and have an all-day all you can eat breakfast where you'll never go hungry and you'll never be able to stop eating. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.